The following podcast is brought to you by Starbucks Canada. Hey partners, just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded during the pandemic. The sound quality might be slightly different. You have to tackle it as sort of an opportunist mentality, not necessarily pessimistic or optimistic. See everything as an opportunity and that will open a lot of doors for you. From the Toronto Support Centre, this is Career Passport, a podcast featuring partners across the country showcasing how they landed in the role they're in today and uncovering the stories behind their career trials and triumphs along the way. I'm your host, Donna Ewan. I'm a partner within the talent acquisition team here at Starbucks. So buckle up your seatbelt as we meet our guest for today. Rami Mouini is a barista based out of Montreal who joined in 2019. Fluent in Arabic, English, and some French, he immigrated to Canada from Saudi Arabia with five other siblings. Despite moving to a new country with a completely different culture, Rami has an amazing mindset on seeing challenges as opportunities. Today, we're going to dive into his journey. Rami, thank you so much for being our guest for today. Thank you so much for having me, Donna. I'm very excited to be here. From our conversations in the past, your ethnic background is Syrian, but your country of birth is actually Saudi Arabia. It was Starbucks big back in your home country. Why did you want to join Starbucks? Back in Saudi Arabia, Starbucks was kind of a big thing. It was kind of a niche target. People who wanted a higher quality of coffee, and it was sort of expensive. So I never really saw myself working there or even buying stuff from there. I moved to Montreal in 2018, but I didn't work at Starbucks until a year later. So I was informed by the work ethic and the benefits that they give to their partners. And that hooked me instantly. I'm like, I want to work there. I do want to dive into your journey getting into Starbucks. You actually didn't get the job the first time. Why did you not let that first hindrance get to you? I applied multiple times in the beginning, but most of the time they were either not looking for partners or it was not fitting at the time. That didn't stop me because I knew I wanted to work there. I've been with multiple jobs where I wasn't really satisfied with the work ethic or even the benefits. Starbucks really interested me and I thought it was a super good idea for my future. So I kept applying over and over and then I just had to go to that job fair and do that interview. I took the interview there and I got hired on the spot. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Since you did apply on multiple different occasions, was there, what was different between the first time you applied and the last time? From the first time I applied, I didn't really have that much work experience. But then again, Starbucks doesn't require you to have work experience, so it wasn't that much of a big factor. My, my job counselor... She just told me, well, you're going to have to go in there and do the interview. Like, this is not a matter of job application. She gave me a couple tips and I got more confident and I went there and, and I did the interview and it went super, super great. So it wasn't my resume that got me in. It was really me that got me in. Since you have joined Starbucks, do you mind sharing with me an event working at Starbucks that has really made a difference in your skills to develop your career? When I first started working at Starbucks, I wasn't really confident with my abilities. I didn't really know how to work with my soft skills. And I saw my manager, I was working with him, and a customer came in and he was talking to them like as if they were best friends. And it's a completely random customer. Like you, he, he doesn't know them, they don't know him. 
you can see how he's connecting with the customer and it was crazy. He's laughing and she's laughing and he's asking her about her day and how like her favorite drink. What is she going to do after? And it was like watching two friends talk. I knew at that time, I'm like, okay, I want to do that. What I want to dive into is that not only were you in a new country, but you're also in Montreal, which is a bit of a different culture. Like if you contrast the other provinces, adding that to the mix, how did you adapt to all of this? It was definitely mentally challenging at first. It was hard to go into an environment where everyone is speaking a language that you don't speak. Even though you can fall back on English, it's kind of frowned upon here. But I was integrated with a year of French studies, so I had to study French for a year. And even then, it was hard to communicate in French because I was studying basically formal French and I had to conversate in French. So I had to face that struggle and just break that language barrier and connect with my customers even in French. How do you make a good connection when language can even be a barrier? It's really hard to talk about something while you're thinking in another language. You want to say the words in French, but the translation in your head is English. So I found that while I was talking to my French customers, it was really hard to make conversation because I'm like, okay, what do I talk about now? I found that I just say anything that comes to mind in French, and then we instantly start a conversation. It could be like, oh, it's hot outside, and I would say that in French. And then they'd be like, yes, it's super hot. And like French people are really conversational. It's definitely a good thing. So even if you're struggling in French, they will notice that and they will help you. Mm -hmm. I think that this is going to be one of those moments that will, at that point, was really tough, but it's going to impact your career in a really positive way for the reason of compassion. When you interview someone whose English or French might not be their first language, you're going to have a lens that is going to be completely different. I want to get some of your perspective on how do we show compassion to partners who might be different than us, that their native language is not our native language. How do we include them in the conversation? Well, we have to understand that they are trying. They are trying to speak that different language. We don't necessarily have to see it as a bad thing that they don't know the language. We can see it as an opportunity. And even when I started working at Starbucks, they asked me, oh, do you speak French? And I told them, well, I do speak French, but I'm not really good at it and I'm trying to improve. And they said, well, that's the most important part. If you're trying to improve, we'll notice that and we'll even help you along the way. That's awesome. That perspective and that amazing attitude that you have. Do you feel like it's something that you figured out for yourself? Or do you think that there's been people who have influenced the way that you see things that are challenging into opportunities? Well, you have to tackle it at sort of an opportunist mentality, not necessarily pessimistic or optimistic. See everything as an opportunity, and that will open a lot of doors for you. Growing up, I've had the privilege to be in a lot of, let's say, less fortunate situations. If you take them as a bad thing, it's not going to lead to anywhere. But if you see on the bright side, okay, look, what can I benefit from this? Like, moving to a new country. Oh, I don't speak that language. Okay, I'm going to learn that language. It's going to help me so much in the future. I can maybe travel to France. Oh, that's true. I feel like it must be a trained muscle. And you're currently 17. You're not even a legal adult yet. Where have you grown the most as you look back on these 14 months? I have grown a lot. I'm much more punctual on time and I communicate a lot more. I find that it's a really good thing to communicate and to be punctual 
because not only is it going to be important in Starbucks, but also for your life. I also decided to improve my soft skills and Starbucks helped me with that immensely. You have no idea how much you can improve your soft skills at Starbucks. For sure. Did you think that that was going to be one of the skills that would be improved when you joined? I had no idea that working at Starbucks, I was going to be talking to so many people, connecting with all these different people from different backgrounds. I thought I was just going to be this barista who makes a cup of coffee and then he goes home. And then I realized there's way more to that. For sure. As we talk about career journey, since you're 17, I know that you're currently on the shift supervisor development bench at your store. But one thing that I thought was really fascinating when we first spoke was, unlike many people who wait for someone to see potential, to tap you on the shoulder, to be like, hey, you're great. You actually raised your hand that you wanted this opportunity. So how did you overcome this fear of potentially getting rejected? Well, I'm always looking for new challenges in the workspace. And I welcome new challenges and difficulty. When I was talking with my partners about being a shift lead, everyone's like, oh, this is going to be really hard. You have to be like an adult and you have so much responsibility. And I didn't necessarily see that as a bad thing. So when I approached my manager, part of me doubted that I would get accepted. Like, oh, I might get rejected. But rejection is not necessarily a bad thing. It's always an opportunity to grow yourself. And if I get rejected, I appreciate that level of transparency. It's like, oh, okay, I got rejected, but that means I have to do something better. And that's not a bad thing. That's a really good thing. I, I love your perspective on if you get rejected, it just means that there's something that you can potentially work on. Since you're on the bench right now, you're not a shift supervisor yet. Do you mind me asking... What are the things that they're developing you for right now to grow you into the shift supervisor role? Getting used to responsibility is a big factor because being a shift lead, you basically become a mini manager. You have to run the store by yourself. So I'm not really at that point yet. So essentially, they're teaching me the basics of being a shift supervisor, which means handling money, doing the inventory and all of this stuff. So I'm really grateful for that. It, I'm not really, I didn't reach the point of, oh, I have to understand how to run the store yet because I have to knock down those fundamentals first. For sure. I love the initiative that you're taking on this. And I feel like once you are ready, that you will be placed right in there. As we talk about potential and just realizing how young you are, but how much potential you show, one thing that I've noticed is that even though you're new to the organization, you've really made some really strong impressions on all of your partners. So what are those things that you've worked really hard at to create that really positive, strong rapport? You have to always show initiative when you're working with people that are new around you. So when I'm being introduced to a new district manager, a new shift lead, or even a new manager, it's really important to show that you're not just going there for a job and then I'm leaving. You have to show, okay, I'm doing here and I really want to show that I am passionate for this job. I'm showing initiative. So giving that first impression, it can be really surprising to see how far that first impression goes. Not only will that first impression stick with that person, it's going to get spread around and, it, and then eventually everyone will know about you. And it's like, okay, how do you know about me? It's like, oh, I heard from this guy that you're, that you're a really good partner. And it's really, really nice. It's fascinating that you're not scared to talk to some of the district managers just for partners who might be more on the Shire side. 
what do you usually talk about with a straight manager or a partner that you don't really know? Don't be afraid to start the conversation by asking how their day is. That is one of the basic conversation starters. And then they'll ask you, how are things happening with you? Like, how's your job and everything? Don't be afraid to reciprocate that question because they will appreciate it. Not a lot of managers or district managers get asked about their job. They're kind of just there. So when you ask about their job, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm managing this store and this store and it's stressful and you can relate with them. You're like, yeah, I can tell how that can be stressful. Right. Definitely agree. When you're truly genuine, that can take you so far. But a lot of people just go, hey, Rami, how's your day? Good. Okay, good. Like talk to the next partner or person. So like, what what do you do to kind of carry that conversation? When you talk with a partner you've never talked before, you have a lot of room for conversation. And then it can open a lot of different topics for you to talk about. They could be wearing a shirt that you noticed you really like. And then I use the same technique to talk with customers. So even talking to partners, you'd be like, hey, that shirt's really awesome. Where'd you get it? And then they tell you and they're like, oh, I go to that store too. And like, oh, that's a new topic. Oh, that's true. And do you find that you're reading the room a lot? I am pretty good at it. You, you look at their body language. You can basically tell when a person wants to talk to you and when they don't. Keeping the conversation short and simple is the best way to talk to someone who you might think like you don't understand if they have a lot of time or they don't. So if they are facing you and they're engaged, you can tell, oh, they have time. But if they're constantly like shying away and then they're talking to you and then they're moving, don't take the conversation too far. Just keep it simple. I think that's a really good tip. Thanks for sharing that. You know, we're approaching the closing of the podcast, but there are a few things I do want to know. What has made you want to grow your career here? Working at Starbucks, it's not only a development for you right now, it's a development for you for the future. Any employer, they look at like another company and be like, okay, that's just an employer. But they look at a company like Starbucks and then they realize, oh, wow, this guy has worked as a barista. He's worked also as a shift lead. And oh, look, he's a manager. Starbucks is not an easy job to work at. A lot of people might think, okay, you're just coming here. You're making a coffee and that's it. It's really different. Being there internally and seeing how everything goes. Even a lot of people from outside of Starbucks will notice working at Starbucks is a really difficult thing to do. So they will like respect that. It's definitely an improvement for your future resume. And I don't mean that as like a temporary thing. I mean that also for the long term. For sure. I think that there is definitely an element of pride that all partners have. And so the final question that I have is, you actually have a twin sister and your older sister who works at Starbucks. So basically, three members of your family work at Starbucks right now. How has that evolution of the character development of everyone in your family? And has that even influenced the way you guys interact as a whole family unit with like your parents, for example? It made family conversations much more wholesome. Me and my sister, we went to the interview together and we both got hired on the spot. It was a really nice experience. And then I recommended the interview to my older sister and she also got hired. So we all got hired around the same time. Like I got hired first and then my twin sister and then my older sister. We all come back home from a long shift and then we just talk about everything that happened. We could stay talking about it for hours on it. Oh, 
oh, I like making this drink. I had this conversation with a customer today. I tried this out. And it's really nice to show that just by working at the same job, we get closer and closer and then talk about so many things you wouldn't even imagine by not working from the job. That's so fascinating. Do you feel that you even uh, talk to your parents on, in a different, more deeper level now? Well, before I didn't really used to talk to my parents a lot, but now I call them a lot and I talk with them and they, they've seen that I've grown. They've seen that I, I take a much more professional and a mature approach to my career and to, to everything I do. Even when they ask me about coffee, I can provide them like a whole background, a whole description of the coffee. They're really proud, proud that I'm working at Starbucks. That is the thing that made me like really happy that my mom was proud of me for taking that initiative. Yes, it's a family of partners. That's so incredible. And I really feel so privileged to have the opportunity to speak with you, Rami. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Yeah, thanks so much for being on the show for today. Until next time. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And that wraps up this episode of Career Passport. Be sure to like, subscribe, and if you feel up for it, even give us a review. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Donna Ewan, and this is Starbucks Canada Career Passport.